When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is there a bigger idiot than Odell Beckham Jr.? Now look, I understand we're not supposed to say that. I, I understand the answer would probably be, be probably be Antonio Brown. I, I get it. Or somebody else. And I'm talking about in the world of sports. Is there a bigger idiot? Is there somebody that we can point to and say, man, I never would have said that before, well, the other day or a couple months ago when he got pulled off of a flight. And then, of course, everybody everybody lied about it. Odell Beckham said, oh, clown, clown show. He was sick. Let's go to the body cam. Let's go to this tweet here on this idiot, Odell Beckham, and let's see what's going on. No, not that one. The Odell Beckham. There you go. So this is this idiot. Uh, hey, Dylan, do we have audio? Yeah, we need the audio. Uh, this is this clown being thrown off of a plane. This is this clown telling people, hey, I don't care. Get your fat backside, blah, 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 blah. We're going to play the one with audio. I'm so tired of people on planes. Now, before you go racist on me, I'm tired of white people on planes, too. I understand how this goes, right? Wow, you're racist. Look. No, this idiot, black, white, I don't care, made an entire plane get off the plane, de-plane, and then told and mocked the people on the plane. See, we give complete Dumb, you know what? Absolute carte blanche. Are, are we doing another one? Or are we going to show that? I can walk you through it. I don't care. Um, all right, we're downloading one that has audio. It downloaded without audio. But it just disturbs me. I'm so tired of athletes. I am. I'm sorry. I'm so tired of Hollywood people. I'm tired of Meghan Markle. Aren't you? Like, how many times have we got to hear about Meghan freaking Markle? She was in one show, Suits. And she was all right. She did what she was supposed to do, the hot little girl in the thing. Big deal. So she marries this guy, and now we got to pay attention to him. He's making me crazy. It's absolutely making me crazy. So Odell Beckham, uh, if you haven't seen the body cam, this clown, and I, and I turned on my radio today, and, um, well, you know what? Here's Max or whatever these idiots are, Jay Williams, and I'll get into Jay Williams and his stupidity here in a minute. They're kind of defending this fool. There is no defense of you when you're on a plane and you act so stupid that you've got to get off the plane, and then when you don't get off the plane, they have to kick everybody off the plane, and then when you're kicked off the plane, you insult everybody on the plane while you're wearing some tracksuit. Let's go to the video. Bah! Get off the plane for you. Specifically you. Maybe everybody else. I would get off the plane. This shit don't mean nothing to me. 
Ain't no way you could look at me. Yeah. Ever. Like Ever. You gonna wait 40 minutes and I'm gonna be on a private yeah. plane home. Yeah. 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 Got life fucked up. I'm sorry. All you had to do was wake me up. Yeah, you guys are playing around the galley. They're about to go. Got that. Oh, I've never, I've never, never in my entire life. I've never, I've never in my entire See, what should have happened there in the real world. And, but you can't do it because everybody's scared of being called racist, right? And I don't know why anybody's scared of being called racist. It's, it, it's a day ending in why everybody's going to be called racist. Uh, they should have tackled him and threw his ass off of that plane. He's sitting there. You know, you're talking about a complete dumbass. Okay, he can play football. Okay, he's got some money. But 75% of NFL players go broke after uh, three to five years after they're done. Look it up. He'll be another one. Just an idiot. Just a disrespectful idiot. And I understand, well, you know, you're just talking about a black player. Yes, I am. I'm talking about him, specific to him. Isn't it amazing that people can act like that and I got to defend myself against charges of racism because I'm saying an idiot is clearly an idiot? Sign him. He'll get signed. I mean, he's OBJ, right? Man, I wouldn't touch that dumbass today, tomorrow, and the next day. You want to see a sign of why our country is in a bit of a difficulty? Look at this tweet from some baseball player. Now, let me set it up to our baseball coach. So this guy, Zan Barksdale, is some kind of coach. I don't know. He's got his little USA shirt on. He's, he's got his little, uh, he's looking like a bad boy. He's, he's trying to be tough in his little picture. You know, he's got his little beard. Um, so this guy is reacting to why, what, whatever, the halftime speech or the pregame speech of Kirby Smart. Now, first things first, whoever leaked that speech should be banned from coaching, should be banned from locker rooms, and should be banned from getting a job where there are secrets. That's number one. So Smart's swearing, right? Smart's swearing, Smart's getting after him, Smart's doing, uh, I don't know, things that maybe uh, every coach should do, absolutely should do. Players swear, softies. Players cuss, they swear. They MF, they use the N-word. You name it, they do it. So this guy, can you put that back up there? Because nobody needs to see my ugly face. So this guy puts below it, puts below it, the halftime speech. And here's little Zan. Parents, after hearing this leaked audio of a pregame locker room speech, how would you feel about your son going to play for this coach? I tell you three things. One, I'd play for him. Two, I'd send my son, I would make my son run there to play for him. And three, I ain't playing for this Zan Barksdale simply because he was stupid enough or in his mind enough or woke enough to ask that question. They won by 60. You know what happens? Oh my God, he yelled and screamed. You know what happens? You know what happens? 
You walk around with a ring the rest of your life. You walk around with a national championship. You walk around on that campus. Yeah, there it is. I took my kids, Indiana. There I am. I'm in the uh, Big Ten Champs 1983. There I am in the national championship board. Yeah, okay. Oh, there I am on the baseball team. But he yelled at us in a pregame speech. He used mean language. This is the problem we have in this world. And good thing that Zan Barksdale is a former coach. Because we're so freaking soft. I guarantee you, 90% of the people, 90% would say, yeah, I'd send my son to play for that guy. Are you out of your mind? What are you talking about? They won 65 to 7. I send that guy to date. I send that guy tomorrow. I send my kid to that guy the next day. Uh, Zan Barksdale here. Oh, really? Hi, Zan. Uh, well, we think that uh, Coach Smart was over the top. Oh, really? Oh, you do, huh? Uh, okay, well, yeah, yeah. Get out of my house, Zan, and change your name. Make it Chuck or Ed or Sammy. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I know there's a lot of you on here. I know, I know, I know there is a lot of you on here that are Indiana basketball fans. So let me just address this before I go to Ian Miller. You're going to want to hear Ian Miller. He is America's smartest man when it comes to COVID, the vaccine, all the stuff that's going on. And uh, you're going to want to hear Ian coming up here in about eight minutes. But before we get to Ian, Indiana basketball fans, Get the damn sad out. We got to get the sad out. We got to get it out. We got to get it out. So I'm going to go to the YouTube chat, and I'm going to say, hey, hey, let's get some sad out. Ain't nothing wrong with getting sad out. Later on today, I love Chris Russo, but he's wrong about Stetson Bennett. Are you kidding me? The NCAA got smart and said, all you volunteer coaches, you can go ahead and be full-time coaches. The Mexican president totally embarrassed Joe Biden, and Joe Biden's too stupid to even understand that Joe Biden got embarrassed. But Indiana fans, Jennifer, time to get the sad out. Andy Hughes says, IU basketball gives me gas. Here's the deal. Stop with the tweeting at me of Cooper Cup or whatever his name is, all right? Guy asked me last night, what does Cooper Cup bring? He brings TikTok toughness. That's what they are. Indiana basketball is a shambles. Let me just get that out right now. Indiana basketball, according to the great Sean Black, will never be good until they get toughness, and he's not wrong. I listened to a pregame interview with Mike Woodson, with Don Fisher, and I swear to God, Woody was asleep. I swear to God, well, you know, man, man, you know, man, man. He's about as inspiring Man, uh, I don't know what to tell you. But let's get the damn sad out. Guy says, if you're an IU hater, listen to Dan Doggins. No, it ain't just me, IU fans. I mean, I get it, little millennial guy. Some little tennis guy yesterday at IU got on my backside. Good. Tennis guy should get on my backside. But the truth of the matter is, IU stinks. The team is unlikable with its fans. The coaching staff doesn't know what they're doing. They have absolutely no idea how to develop a player. They have no offensive scheme 
and they basically suck. This is from Todd Jadlow, who is a well player on our national championship team in 1987, a player starting center on our 1989 Big Ten championship team. Todd Jadlow, former Indiana player, losing to Penn State in basketball is completely unacceptable. I was super excited to have coach and family bring us back. It's obvious this is not going to work. If he can't coach, get rid of him. Effing ridiculous. Then he was asked, and this is what I've told Indiana fans forever, but again, I'm a hater, I'm bitter, I'm whatever. He said, Todd, what's the biggest problem you see? Here's what he said. The whole culture, sense of pride. It's not existing. Indiana is just another me too school. He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. See, Indiana, and I've told you all this forever, and you can argue with me all you'd like, but Indiana used to be the school that was built on top of this. Bobby Knight was a disgrace to you, to you, but I'm walking around as a bad player having beat Michael Jordan in college. How about that? Now think about that. Honest to God, uh... Honest to God. Now, I get to say that the rest of my life. I do. Why? Because Knight was a great coach. He won with people like me. He was mean. So what? So what? What do you mean to tell you? I mean, you know, what, what would you like me to tell you? I don't care if he was mean. Yeah, he was mean. High blood sugar. Hey, shut up with the high blood sugar. I'm tired of guys high blood sugar telling me how to live. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, man, exercise. So anyway, Indiana stinks. Uh, I think they'll get better. I don't know. Mike Woodson is a guy. He's stealing money from the university. Now, I hope this changes. He stole it last year. He did. He stole money last year. This all began with a pep rally in Indiana, uh, celebrating a ninth, ninth, ninth place finish. Ninth place finish in the Big Ten. Players walked out there like they were the Gazda, like they were something. They stink. I'm sorry. They stinks, period. They're soft. Their coach talks about himself. He doesn't know where he is half the time. I've had enough. They stinks, but I'll be watching on Saturday and rooting, and I'll probably be down there for a game and let Indiana fans boo me, hiss me, or love on me because every time I go to Indiana, uh, it's like a damn, I don't it's like paparazzi. I got to get a guard around me. People are smothering me. They love me because I tell you the truth. Mike Woodson and Jeff Saturday suck. Ian Miller, no suck. You're going to get the absolute smartest and the best right now. Let's go. All right, Ian, in my town, we've got a little weasel writer named Greg Doyle. Greg Doyle is the columnist, sports columnist, so somehow we listen to his opinion. I don't. People do. About the vaccine. He ridicules anybody that even suggests, not actually says, but suggests that there could be a correlation between the vaccine and all of these sudden deaths that we're seeing. I'm not saying there is. I'm not saying there isn't. But can't you at least ask the question? Right, exactly. That's that's the thing. It's it, it's removing freedom of speech for people to, to, to ask these questions, and they're legitimate questions. And, you know, I, Bobby Brack did a great article about this, and, uh, you know, I've looked at the data myself, too, and 
there is a, a, a increase in 2021 and into 2022 of uh, you know cardiovascular disease deaths among younger people um, that started before 2021. So it's not entirely you know due to vaccines, and we don't know. We don't know how much of it is. But but asking that question has to be a legitimate thing to do. And um, trying to remove that ability to ask people to ask questions is completely unacceptable. And um, I think it's it, it's just part of this effort to to promote it at all costs, regardless of any other discussions. When there is a very legitimate discussion to be had, that uh, you know the risk benefit analysis may not be positive for younger people. It may not be worth the harms uh, for them to get vaccinated for COVID right now. So. Uh, asking these questions is very important as part of an open and free society. And the fact that people are trying to shut it down is really concerning. It is concerning. It's shocking, really. As soon as it came out, uh, you know, the DeMar Hamlin, our, our big article, don't let him lie to you again about the vaccine. Uh, from sports guy, what are you talking about? I mean, I, I want, you know, anyway, uh, it is what it is. All right. One guy's house got raided. One guy, nah, he doesn't know the documents are there. Nah, what are you going to do? Walk me through this Biden document where, oh, by the way, they found more. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's it's amazing because if you go back and look at what Biden said about Trump when when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, oh. I, yeah, he said he said it was irresponsible and he couldn't imagine how anything like this could possibly happen. And then just literally a couple of months later, it turns out, oh, the exact same thing happened with Joe Biden, where, uh, you know, at this think, think tank that it was set up with UPenn, they found some classified documents. Uh, we don't know exactly what they were yet, but rumors were that they were revolved around, uh, you know, other foreign countries. Uh, and then and that was bad enough. But, of course, the, the media and a lot of Democrats rushed to defend him by saying, oh, it's totally different than what Trump did. And and also, you know, it's not as bad because it was an accident. And uh, we know that Biden's trustworthy, whereas Trump isn't. Uh, and then it turns out there's a second stash of documents that that was just found at a second location. So, again, it, you know, he's out there criticizing Donald Trump for being irresponsible and saying you know, he can't imagine this ever could happen to somebody like the, the president of the United States. And it's happened twice. And when he was vice president, which you know, the vice president has a different responsibility level than the presidency. So it, it's again, it's it's one of these examples where the exact same issue can be treated totally differently by the media, depending on who's involved. And it's very frustrating and can, it, that they're so consistent with rushing to defend uh, somebody that they support. And, and that's what we keep seeing over and over again, is that they don't hold their preferred candidates to the same standards that they hold. Republican candidates to or Republican uh, former presidents to. So uh, it, it's essentially exactly the same thing. Uh, you know, we don't know exactly what's in the documents yet, but it's very, very funny and, and incredibly hypocritical that he was out there forcefully criticizing Trump when he did the same thing. Why, why do you feel, I've always tried to go to this, Ian, why do you feel that there has, and I know it was, it was once Trump's presidency started or maybe before, but there is a clear double standard to the point of legacy media saying, yeah, we don't care. We're not going to budge and investigate. We don't care. We're on this side. We don't care. What? When did all this start? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always been there to some extent, but it really escalated, I think, after Trump got elected in 2016. Um, I, I think too. they... they yeah, I think they kind of viewed that as a failure on their part, that they didn't do enough to tell the public how dangerous Donald Trump was going to be. Um, you know, and we've seen that with these kind of you know crazy Russia collusion conspiracy theories. And then it got spread through social media where tech companies kind of reorganized 
their thinking around, well, we have to police, you know, quote unquote misinformation on our platforms um, because that's the reason that Trump got elected. And they kind of, and really this kind of collective hive mind group think, you know, the blob of, of progressive thinking, you know, entirely reorganized their efforts around kind of, we are not going to let this happen again. We're not going to let somebody like Donald Trump get elected again. And, and so they've, they've really kind of abandoned any pretense of objectivity of treating both sides fairly. And in fact, we've seen Lester Holt basically said, you know, we don't need to treat both sides fairly. Uh, that's not our job. If one side is the bad guy and, and that's essentially what they've portrayed Donald Trump as or portrayed Republicans as. Um, so there, they, any kind of behavior can be justified under that guise of, those are the bad guys. We're the good guys. And it's our job to get the good guys elected, not to tell the truth. Um, and I think we're, we're seeing That's that play out time and time again. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's unbelievable to me. It, it, it is incredible to me. All right, speaking of censorship, our own Tommy Lahren, she got censored, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and well, that was a, a... What's really concerning about that one in particular to me is that, uh, you know, it's not just that... Tommy Lauren was saying, oh, I think the vaccines are killing people or I think that they're, you know, uh, nobody should get it or blah, blah, blah. She just said, I don't want it. And that was too much. And, and I think that that's another aspect of this that's, that's been kind of undercovered is that it's not just about the, you know, these officials and government officials asking for censorship of people who were, you know, openly saying nobody should get this. It was they were asking for censorship against somebody and saying, I just don't want it. And even that was too much for them to handle. Um, you know, it's bad enough that we've we've seen how they're kind of circumventing the First Amendment by going around and saying, you know, we're not happy with how you're handling your platform. We think that you should be doing more to censorship, uh, to censor users and or stop misinformation, whatever they call it. Uh, but it's it's really bad that they were willing to go after a private citizen just for saying, I don't want to get this myself. I, I just don't understand how you can have a problem with that. But somehow they did. You know, um, one of, I understand if somebody's lost their mind and there's threats and all this kind of stuff, uh, you know, maybe you got to get them off. But censoring for that, what, let me go a little bit deeper with you, Ian. What, what ultimately is going to happen here? Will there be hearings? Will there be anything to discuss who was involved? Why were they involved uh, in censoring the American people here? Will there be any hearings on this? I certainly hope so. I think that there are now that Republicans have taken control of the House, I think that we will probably see more more investigations into this. Um, I, I don't I don't think that it, I don't know how, mu how much will actually change or what we'll be able to accomplish going forward. You know, a lot of this, these revelations, this one, thankfully, was, was not part of the Twitter files. But we found out so much more about how involved the government was in asking Twitter specifically to censor users because of Elon Musk buying Twitter, this would never have come out if he didn't do that. So I think it's it's really important that Congress does get involved and start investigating these things. And, and because it is, this is government overreach. This is government involving themselves in, in First Amendment violations through requests and, and things like that. And, um, you know, I think that it's, it's a dangerous precedent to set because, and, and this is one thing that Democrats have always forgotten. And we're thinking now with Democrats being kicked off of committees, uh, they set these rules that they don't want to play by when it affects them. And so they, you know, they set right. the rules of we can right. kick you off committees, we can censor you when they're in charge. But if Republicans started doing this, it would be the biggest story in the world. So I'm not saying Republicans should, but it's it's really, I think, important that Republicans do take this opportunity to investigate and say, we're not going to tolerate this regardless of who's in charge.
Hey, uh, I cannot let you go without asking a COVID question. Uh, Places, I think Boston and other cities, L.A. are saying, hey, look, wear a mask coming back from spring break. A lot of masks, a lot of not working with masks. What's the deal with masks now? Right. We've seen it. Uh, Philadelphia school district did this. There was, you know, Boston was was threatening to do it and got some pushback. Uh, I will say it's a bit encouraging that more places haven't come back, uh, but we've we've definitely seen it spread more than we'd like at the same time. Um, You know, unfortunately, there's once you let the cat out of the bag that you think masks work, there's no way to ever end them permanently uh, because now there's always going to be an excuse. And we've seen that even though, oh, it's not just for COVID anymore. It's for the flu and it's for RSV. Even though we know from decades of research pre-COVID that masks don't stop the flu and don't stop RSV. Uh, and yet they and they bring these back when we see right now the countries that are leading the world with the highest case rates are areas like Hong Kong and Japan, where we know that everybody is still masking. Uh, or even places like Taiwan, where there's still a mask mandate indoors for everyone. And those those areas are leading the world in case rates three, four, five times higher than the United States right now. And that's totally ignored in order to kind of bring it back. Uh, and it, it, but again, they've, they've kind of always ignored the evidence. They've always ignored the data in favor of doing what they wanted to do and, and following the experts, quote unquote. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just going to become a rolling ritual, I think, in a lot of these blue areas uh, permanently. They can't let it go. I saw the other day that uh, the flu's back. I saw commercials saying the flu's back. Damn, all of a sudden the flu's back. And not one NFL player missed one game because of COVID this year. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, the, you know, there's a lot of theories about why that was, but it's probably likely due to, you know, things like viral interference where one one virus in, outcompetes another one. COVID was doing that with, that with the flu. It's not anymore. And now the flu is back. You know, whatever we've done to try to prevent the spread of respiratory viruses has just been complete theater where it, it makes absolutely no difference at all. Um, and it is funny that now we have virtually no restrictions across the vast majority of the country. COVID cases are significantly lower than they were last winter or the winter before. This is the this is the time where life has returned most to normal. And yet the COVID and this have had basically no surge this winter. It's been uh, pretty, pretty quiet. So nobody kind of notices that or picks up on that. It's always, uh, well, our restrictions were so important and we know they worked, except when we have no restrictions, cases are lower. Just completely gets ignored. Thanks for all your work, Ian. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. It's good stuff. Of course. Thanks for having me. Um, you can read him at Outkick, Ian Miller. It's really, really good. Nobody's smarter than Ian in terms of, well, anything, but the COVID, the, the mask. And you're going to see more and more because political correctness is going nowhere. I got some headlines when we come back. You're going to love our guest, Jimmy Falia. I want to make sure I say his name right. He's a comedian. He's a host of Fox Across America. We're going to get into some stuff with him. My buddy, my pal, a delicious Allison Williams is suing. I was texting with her and Sage Steele. She's suing ESPN. Both of them are, and I ain't mad about it, not even a little bit. Hey, Indiana basketball fans, I want to tell you it's early, but I'm going to do my Mike Woodson imitation. Hey, hey, uh, turn CNN on there. We, we, we got to see what's going on. Victimhood is big inside the Indiana basketball program. Everybody's a victim. Arguing with, well, not only each other, but arguing with fans. But the biggest problem with Indiana basketball, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest problem, 
The biggest problem is really simple. The players know the coach is full of crap. The players know the coaching staff is full of crap. The players know that a year ago they had two coaches in there, Thad Mata and Dane Fife, two actual coaches, actual guys. Now they got one dude, Armand Hill, who's been sleeping on the end of benches. Look it up. Look up Armand Hill. He's been on every team. The Los Angeles Clippers, ran by my friend Lawrence Frank, had to fire Mike Woodson and Armand Hill for sleeping in meetings. Now I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say this again. Had to fire him. Indiana hired him. I was all in. Hey, they got Wood. I didn't realize that Woodson was, you know, no good. Didn't work at it. I got called racist for that because, um, you know, well, you're making a stereo. I'm not making a stereotype on anything. What I'm telling you is the man currently coaching Indiana University basketball doesn't work at his job. Like Tom Izzo or Micah Shrewsbury. Wow. Last night. How about that action? Woo! They pounded Indiana like Matt Painter. His car, according to two media people, Woodson's, after they got beat by Northwestern, was gone before the media. I'm sure there was a nice red wine, a steak, nice cigar. Former player said to me, Dan, uh, Mike, uh, Matt Painter, good at coaching. Mike Woodson, good with premium cigar contacts. There you go. I'm not done. I will not be done. I will not be done at all. I will not even be a little bit done. We got a lot to get to today. Stay right here. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Hey, we got a monster uh, for you today, but let's get into some news, shall we? I mean, there's some news. My man, Chris Russo, I love Chris Russo, but I got to get to him in a minute. The NCAA Council has approved a measure to turn all volunteer positions in baseball and softball and all sports into full-time coaching positions without recruiting constraints. Volunteer become full-time July 1st. I'll tell you a story because you know I always have a story. When I was coaching and coming up the ranks at Indiana, I was a grad assistant. A couple coaches left. I moved into what is called a volunteer assistant. What does a volunteer assistant mean? It meant I had to teach class. It meant I had to teach class over at the Hyper and teach a basketball class. And it was a basketball PE class just so that I could get benefits. And then the thing was Coach Knight would give you five grand out of like a camp fund uh, about once or twice a year. So volunteer became, oh, I don't know, about 10 grand a year and you taught a class and I absolutely loved it. I learned how to use at that time happy hours. Monday, oh man, it was Monday night football. You know what they had at Chi-Chi's? They had hot dogs. Uh, we would buy a Coke or a beer, eat hot dogs, eat nachos for free. Tuesday, Jeremiah Sweeney's, never forget. Wednesdays, I cannot remember the place, but it was on Walnut Street. Thursday, I can't, there was a Mexican place. It wasn't Chi-Chi's. It might have been Pancho Villa, old Danny's place, Zagreb's. So you learn how to do that. You learn how to navigate when you're a volunteer coach. And so now everything is full-time, and that's a good thing. All right, 
See, certain people don't know when they're being punked. Now, this isn't going to surprise you, but certain people will not, do not know when they're being punked. Joe Biden is always one of those people. So the Mexican president, I'm going to play the video here in a minute, but the Mexican president said he thanked Joe Biden for being the first U.S. president in a very long time that hasn't built even one meter of the wall. And the idiots in our government think that is a good thing. That is not a good thing. That is a bad thing. It is a good thing for the president of Mexico because he gets to get all of his people that he doesn't even want in the country out. It's a great thing for cartels because we've talked about it. Five to 12 million a month going to cartels to smuggle people out. It ain't a great thing for the United States. It's a great thing for politicians when it wasn't affecting them. But Martha's Vineyard, look at all the old white ladies getting, oh my God. Eric Adams, the old guy in New York in a panic, costing money as they send immigrants to D.C., Chicago. Let's play the video. You, President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not built not even one meter of wall. And that, we thank you for that, sir. How stupid is Biden? You know what Biden should have said? Biden should have said, man, I'm going to correct this. Uh, I am going to correct this. I'm going to build so much wall. And if you looked at Biden, when he was on his little photo op, his best picture was taken next to the wall. Honest to God, it was taken next to the wall. Uh, And guess what Biden is doing? He's building a wall around his mansion in Delaware. Now, let me say that again. He's building a wall around his mansion in Delaware. I get a kick out of my liberal friends because they always say this. I drove around Bel Air. And as you know, or maybe not, most of California is very liberal. However, as I was told by the great Cato Kalin, and I'll get into Cato more, yeah, well, uh, much, uh, much of California's wealthy are certainly conservative, but I'll tell you what all of California's wealthy, at least around UCLA and the Bel Air area, had a wall. So I was driving to play golf with a friend of mine, and he's very liberal. And I'm like, yeah, you know, liberals don't want walls, but damn, they all have them. No, it's not the same thing. Okay, what well, what is it? Well, it's not the same thing. That's personal property. Oh, all right. And you can't argue because, my friends, when you argue politics with them, they immediately sulk. Like, they, people always, and I've said this forever on radio shows, people can rip me, like, say little snarky things to me. But if I say them back, oh, my God, they cry. Maybe I need a higher level of friend. But the truth of the matter is, walls be walls, baby. Walls be walls. Honest to God, walls be walls. If it's a wall around your house, what are you doing it for? 
protection from somebody coming in that you don't want or privacy. If it's a wall around a freaking nation, what's it for? To ensure that the laws of your land are followed. To ensure that those laws, ladies and gentlemen, are, and the people inside the United States are protected. Let me ask you a simple question. Simple. Millions of people, undocumented, are coming in. Where are they going? What are they doing? How are they eating? How are they making money? What are they doing? Now, I know my neighbor has one of those little signs, nobody's illegal, but yeah, really? Okay, fine, they're not illegal, but what are they doing? Why did your grandfather, my grandfather, have to come in through Ellis Island, or if you came through the southern border, there was a process. We saw the process with Ennis Kantner Freedom. He was so proud to be an American. Where is that process? And then now what? Do these folks do? I'm not saying they're bad folks. I'm not saying they're good folks. I got no idea, but I got to ask you. I got to ask you. What do they do? I'm sure that's some kind of racist. I'm sure that's some kind of xenophobe. I'm sh- you're not allowed to ask. But what do they do? You know, it's like last night. Last night, uh, some little, I don't even know who the hell she was, but some lady, because I said, Pete Buttigieg was doing a bad job. Some Purdue lady, well, you just don't like people that aren't like you. You know, hardworking people are working every day. I own three companies. True story. I'm not telling you I work at them every day. One's a golf course. What the hell do I do? But it is a fact. So I got to tell you. So then the lady, after trying to tell me, I don't know about hard work, went back, well, you just don't like people that aren't like you because I criticize people. Pete Buttigieg? Another guy says, well, uh, uh, Dockage, are you busy being homophobic? No, Mayor Pete sucks. Mayor Pete sucks. He's awful. That's it. And this guy says, well, you're... uh, I said, because Mayor Pete sucks. Grow up. Dude is a catastrophe. So this guy says, defending yourself with more homophobic language. Nice, dude. Your Hoosiers are bad and you're a sad old man. Okay. But Mayor Pete absolutely is god-awful and a complete catastrophe at what he is, at what he was unqualified to be, whether he was gay or straight or anything in between that y'all have made up to be. Any of it. Mayor Pete is awful at his job. Call me whatever you would like. I think Chris Russo is great at his job. I think Chris Russo is tremendous at his job. There was no way, and I used to lie about this all the time, when I was working doing a noon to three radio gig, I would always say the next day, you know, I was listening to the afternoon guy, John. Never. You can't. It's impossible. So I would. I always listen to Chris Russo. I either listen to Chris Russo or Outkick 360. And I like Chris Russo. When he talks about baseball, I turn it. When Outkick 360 is, and I can get it in my car, and I remember to do it, I will listen. But Chris Russo thinks that Stetson Bennett is a bully. He's a big, mean bully. He's a big meanie. He says because Stetson Bennett 
is 25. Listen, I have a major problem with Stetson Bennett, 25 years playing college football. I can see it for one season. Last year he won. Burrow was 23 going on 24, but 25 years of age playing quarterback for Georgia, he should, he should have left us after last year. Are you crazy? I didn't know he was that old. I understand we have punters who are 50 from Australia, but I have a problem with a 25-year-old playing against 19-year-olds. I had a problem with Chris Weineke doing it for Florida State when he won the Heisman. He was 28. I didn't vote for him for that reason. I understand Bennett's story is a hell of a story. We know about the walk-on being told to leave. I understand it, but he's older than 10. NFL quarterback, he's older than Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. He's the same age as Lamar Jackson, and it's not like he didn't win last year. He won last year. Let me tell you something. I love you, Chris, but you're just talking. You're just, you're just talking. I get it. You're on with Stephen A. Smith. You got to say something stupid. You got you to gotta stir it up. I love you. You're great. I sent you a note after you went into the Hall of Fame, and I'll continue to listen, but this is just dumb. This is just dumb. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Stetson Bennett's won two national championships. And you know what happens to those of us or Chris or anybody on Twitter that criticizes him? He just goes away. Literally just goes away. I mean, he, he literally just goes away. And he, Stetson Bennett, gets to stand there by his statue with two national championships. Period. That's it. I don't know what to tell you, but that's it. And so get your things out. Get the sad out. Keep talking. Do your thing. But you know what, Chris and me and anybody else that wants to def- or get mad, Stetson Bennett has held two national championship trophies. Stetson Bennett has the respect of all of his teammates You could see it. Stetson Bennett performed at a level that few, if any, have ever done, not once but twice, and he will have a statue. And all of the whining, the moaning, the complaining, God bless you. That's what we got to do. We got to do it. I know we got to do it, but it'll go away. It's already gone, and Bennett will have all of that. I tell you what, I really like Jay Williams. I don't know if he's Jason Williams, Jay Will. I don't know what the hell he is. The show is horrible. Like, it's unlistenable to. Uh, Jay Will's problem is that Jay Will got sideways with an idiot at ESPN named, um, well, Dave Roberts. Oh, man, my guy Gary, the boss. Russo is right, 25. Lamar Jackson, eight months older. Go look. T, Kobe, Garnett, LeBron, age 19 or 20. Verse 25, get out of here. Hey, if they're going to let you play, if we're so woke, Gary, that we got to let everybody play, they need a COVID year. Then you get 25-year-old quarterbacks that kick everybody's backside. Don't at me. Look at this from this idiot. Go back to this idiot, Jay Will. I like Jay Will. I like him a lot. He married a girl from over here. So people keep asking me. So I will answer. Georgia basketball has always been a dream job. There is nobody asking Jay Will to be a coach of anything. Jay Will can barely get up on time. Honest to God, Jay Will being the coach at Georgia, yeah, just do it. Let all these idiots get it out of them. Let all these clowns, we saw it with Saturday. Jeff Saturday is going to go back to jumping up and down on Greenberg's show like a fool, talking about pancakes. 
Dan Orvlowski was openly politicking for the coordinator of quarterback job. I wouldn't hire Dan Orvlowski to take a dump for me on the side of the road when I was clogged up. Eh, that wasn't the best analogy. My bad. Hey, look, Gary, uh, Aaron, I'm on two hours a day. Once in a while, I'm going to hit a dud. But anyway, Jay Williams. So here's the deal. Now, I never believe with, I never side with the man that I call Fat Gundy. I've always called Stan Van Gundy Fat Gundy. I don't know why. I always have. Back when he was trying to cheat as the head coach at Wisconsin, and I caught him and his assistant, Dave, something. I can't remember his name. I'm like, look, dudes, this is the Big Ten. Don't be, don't be giving kids money and T-shirts out of the back of your car in Vegas. Quit being idiots. So I've always referred to him as Fat Gundy. Even Stan Van Fat Gundy said, hey, Jay, how about have a little integrity? The job isn't open. That's the problem with these idiots. And I will say, Jay, Will, you're an idiot for that. Patrick Ewing has earned the right for little TV radio guys to shut up. He, he will get fired. Then you can make your little move about how everyone's asking you, and it's a dream job. Nobody's asking you to coach Georgetown. Nobody's even thinking about you as the Georgetown coach. But, quote, everyone's asking. It's like when I got a hit piece ran on me this summer by our guy Doyle at Indy. He said, boy, uh, it's 100% in my favor. And then you read the comments and like, Doyle, you're a hack. Dockage is great. Doyle, you're a hack. Dockage is great. I mean, it's like out of 100 Comments, 95 of them were pro-me. But as long as you say it, right? My other friend, Dana, Dana Hunsaker, Bim Bauer, Bim Bauer, whatever the hell her name is, who's another lying writer, she put out the other day an article, I got hundreds of emails hating on me, calling me an effing liar. Well, Dana, Bimbo Hunsaker, you are a liar. You're, you're the biggest liar I've ever dealt with in my time in media. But you don't have 100 emails from people just like Doyle and just like Jay Will. Ain't nobody asking or nobody. When you got to put out there, since everybody's asking, you know you're wrong. When you got to put out, oh, the comments, no, you're wrong. So I can't believe, I sent this to Seth Greenberg, and we just laughed because the level of stupid that comes out of former players now is awesome. See Odell Beckham Jr. when you think about any former player. All right. Speaking of former, my good friend, a doublelicious, as I call her, Allison Williams, is suing ESPNN. Now, you got to understand, Allison was going to come on the show, but smartly, she said, you know what? I got a lawsuit going. I'm not going to do it. But if you remember, Allison Williams was made to go get a shot. Now, she wanted to have babies. And like every smart person that actually paid attention and read up on the shot, um, there wasn't enough information for women in particular to get the shot and be comfortable that they could have babies. I had a great doctor, an orthopedic slash surgeon, excuse me, Tell his family, particularly the girls, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Don't do it. 
We don't have enough information. I don't want to see you sterile. So Beth Faber, who's a longtime ESPN producer, and Allison Williams applied in 2021 for disability exemption after the network's vaccine, after she was undergoing vitro. There, according to the CDC, is no evidence, currently no evidence that any vaccines, including COVID-19 vaccines, call fertility problems in women or men. That's a CDC quote, the key word there, currently. It's exactly what my my doctor told his family. We don't know enough yet. So Allison never could get a doctor's letter to support because the medical providers were being threatened. Long story short, Allison said, screw this. I'm suing you. You made me now. I don't know where this goes. I would guess private companies can do what they want. We shall see. But I love the fact that people are standing up. Sage Steele's lawsuit got reinstated by a judge. Sage Steele's lawsuit against ESPN basically saying, hey, look, once my conservative views came out, you know what was going to happen. And then goofballs like Ryan Clark said, I'm not working with her. Yeah. All right. Um, Unbelievable. Anyway, good for those women. Women are tough, man. Two things about women. One, they're tough and they get me. I got more women sending me emails and notes on Twitter about missing me on the air in the afternoon. Got like thousands coming in from people all across, but so many from women. Women get me. Um, anyway, all right, update. Ready for an update? After being brought back closer to the Buffalo area, DeMar Hamlin is going home. Remember, he suffered an emergency. There you go. He's been discharged from Buffalo General Medical Center. He was admitted on Monday. He gone. That's good news. We've concluded, completed a series of tests and evaluations. We're confident that DeMar can be safely discharged to continue his rehabilitation at home and with the Buffalo Bills. So the first thing that people ask is, well, can he play in the playoffs? No. That's a, I swear to God, the world is awesome. Oh, man, prayers. Hey, can he play? When, 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 when will he play next year? I mean, look, we need a safety. We got to have, a, I mean, people have hit me with this and I'm like, what is wrong with you people? What is wrong with you people? It is unbelievable that people actually have asked that, but Hey, I've told you this before. Oh man. They fired Frank Reich. I love Frank Reich. Oh man. Frank is a good guy. Oh, who's the next coach? Who's the next coach? Uh, you got any idea who the next coach is going to be? Uh, anybody know the next coach? That's the world we live in. Oh, man, he's hurt. Oh, man. Oh, listen, OBJ could not have been a bigger dumbass on an airplane. Oh, man, that's horrible. Look at the way he treated those passengers. Look at how he conducted himself. Uh, you think we can sign him? You know, what do you think? Think we can think we can sign him? I would suggest this going back to the Odell Beckham situation. I would suggest that anybody, and I mean this sincerely, anybody that decides 
that they are going to act like that on an airplane. And I don't care if it's a businessman. I don't care if it's a coach. I don't care if it is an athlete. I would argue that you don't want them on your team. Can we go to break showing that video of Odell Beckham? I know I'm hitting you guys out of, out of nowhere here. But, uh, you know, I'm just curious because I, I, we got to keep this alive. This dude's a menace. Odell Beckham is a menace. He gets on an airplane and you're on the airplane. You got to go, ah, oh, crap. Hey, dummy. How about, how about, I don't know. How about you just don't cause a disruption? I got to get home, man. I got to get home. I got to get to a business meeting. I know you're wearing, you know, your goofy sweatsuit. I know you got your velour going. I know you're a constant velvet. But can you just act like a human being so that maybe, just maybe, we could get home? Just maybe. You know what I mean? Do you guys have it that we can play it going into break? If you don't, get off the plane for you. If you have it, go ahead. Specifically, we'll be right back. Maybe everybody else. I would get off the plane. This shit don't mean nothing to me. Ain't no way you could look at me. Ever. Ever. You're going to wait 40 minutes, and I'm going to be on a private plane home. Yeah, get your fat ass. Yeah, I will. Get your ass off the plane for a second. Yeah, I bet. Enjoy the cheese board on the way home. Get your ugly ass. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Uh, IU basketball is unbelievable. I will get to that at the bottom of the hour. Die Ernest. Colin is the Popeye's main kid from Lake Erie College. He's an offensive lineman. I can't wait to talk to him. This is going to be fun. Jimmy Fela is going to join us coming up here in a minute. He had an unbelievable tweet. He had a great tweet the other day. He said, Jimmy did, he is, ladies and gentlemen, the, <clears throat> excuse me, he's the host of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fela. He's unbelievable. Here's what he had to say. I love this yesterday. And this, oh, you're a hater. No, I'm not. No. Hey, look, uh, this is Jimmy Fallon. I get Democrats want a gay transportation secretary because identity is more important than merit in Wokeville. But on a practical level, couldn't you put a guy in charge of travel whose nickname wasn't Pothole Pete? Next, we'll have a education secretary named Summer School Sal. I think we already do. Uh, this guy, of course, Billy the dog, the first comment, what a shame. The joke about George Santos was good, but this one comes over as homophobic. <laughs> okay. doesn't come off as homophobic. Uh, it comes off, ladies and gentlemen, as calling out somebody that is completely unqualified. The next guy says, and it's pretty funny, one more correspondent on Twitter says, he identifies as competent. Man, Mayor Pete is awful. Awful. Honest to God, what are we doing? Anyway, uh, as we move through, let me go back to something real quick as, I, as we wait on Jimmy. couple of things. Number one, the NFL is getting ready to get it going tonight. We got the Seahawks 
or not tonight, I'm sorry, Saturday, Seahawks and the 49ers. It's a 10-point spread in the playoffs with a last pick in the draft quarterback. Now, I'm going to say this again. It's a double-digit spread in the NFL with the double-digit team having the last pick in this year's draft, this past year's draft, as the starting quarterback. That hit me right between the eyes. Why did it hit me right between the eyes? Because what an organization San Francisco has. I mean, think about this. What a freaking setup. Look, I don't know. The Seahawks, I know Geno Smith's a great story. He's probably going to be the comeback player of the year. And I'm not saying the Seahawks are good, bad, angry, or sad. But I am saying they're in the playoffs. Okay? I am saying that. And you're on, you're not one, not two, third quarterback. Now, don't we all aspire right now as you look around to have whatever the culture is or the drafting of John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and the folks with San Francisco? It's a 10-point spread. There was a time, true story, going back probably 9, 8, 10 years, where a 10-point spread in the NFL, the team getting the 10, won like 80% of the time. Now, I'm going to say that again. The team getting 10 won 80% of the time. I'm sitting here going, wow, a 10-point spread in an NFL game, wow. In a playoff game, wow. The other one, and this is interesting on Saturday night, The Chargers and the Jaguars. I would say this about both teams. I would say the same thing about both teams. Never, never will the Chargers have a better opportunity to advance than by playing the Jaguars. They're two-point, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Never will the Jaguars have a better chance in advancing than by playing the Chargers. Chargers got great hair, don't get me wrong. Great hair, Justin. They ain't ain't great. In fact, there's talk that the quarterback uh, and the coach, coach may get his ass fired here coming up. Anyway, uh, Jimmy has joined us. It's the greatest tweet of yesterday. Let me put it that way. Uh, The greatest tweet of yesterday was done by Jimmy Failure. And... I know that he's getting set up here, and I want him to hear me because this is so freaking good. Uh, If you don't know what's going on, yesterday, uh, Mayor Pete, who was god-awful in South Bend, um, got hired for one of two reasons as a transportation secretary. Maybe his identity uh, of being a, um, I don't know, uh, gay man with a husband and babies, or maybe, you know, he agreed to drop out, so Biden threw him a bone. I don't know, but Jimmy Fallon said this. I get the Dems want a gay transportation secretary because identity is more important than merit in Wokeville, but on a practical level, couldn't you put a guy in charge of travel whose nickname wasn't Pothole Pete? Next, we'll have education secretary named Summer School Sal. Jimmy, I knew Summer School Sal. 
I respect the <laughs> summer school, Sal. And you, sir, aren't summer school Sal. <laughs> I also struck out with Sal's sister, who was also there. But, you know, the man she husband, the man she wound up marrying has a chance of being ahead of the DEA. His nickname was Crackhead Ken. And uh, I'm telling you, Dan, because I care, we're doing it all wrong. Okay, if your name is Pothole Pete in South Bend, Indiana, which has a population that's not one one millionth the size of America, like you're not ready for the job. You know what I'm saying? Give him a gig, but don't get mad at us when it goes wrong for questioning his credentials, because that's the other thing the Democrats did yesterday, Dan, is they were like, Pete Booty Judge is a Rhodes Scholar. How dare you say? I'm like, yo, Democrats, Ben Carson was a brain surgeon and you said he couldn't run housing. His, his job was legitimately a euphemism for intelligence. Well, you don't have to be a brain surgeon. He was a brain surgeon. <laughs> and they still didn't give him the credit. So I don't hear anything about a Rhodes Scholar. Stupid. I got two words for that. My backside. I got to tell you. Hey, but of course, <laughs> hey, Jimmy, I looked at the first, the first mention after you wrote that, and it was, well, I like the Santos stuff, but this is homophobic. <laughs> well, this is what you got to realize, okay? Every time you get onto Twitter, you're participating in a reality show called America's Got Issues. But it's the judges <laughs> that are the most flawed people. Usually you turn on a reality show that's some wacky guy in an outfit like a William Hong who can't sing and doesn't realize it. But in this instance, when it comes to the Twitter reality show, it's the judges who are the, mo you know, the most <laughs> whacked people out there. It's nuts. Jimmy, isn't this a rule? I, I look at certain things and I say, this doesn't really need to be even said, but don't want, um, if you don't want to get a camera shoved up your butt, now scientists can see inside via pill cam that you swallowed. That seems to me to be a breakthrough, Jimmy. That's a breakthrough <laughs> in the world that we live in, I think, as a guy who's had two colonoscopies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. I will co-sign this because uh, I don't know anybody opting for the camera option. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I I know we're concerned with America's taking more pills, but this is the one pill we can all get behind. And uh, even if it was laced with fentanyl, like some of the pills, uh, you'd still prefer this one over what they're doing with that camera. I got to be honest. Uh, I'm a 45 year old man myself. Uh, and when it comes to the colonoscopy, you know, it's a long season. Nobody goes undefeated, Dan. <laughs> Jimmy, what exactly is this guy in the gym training for? Explain it to me here. Mm. <laughs> Show it to him again. What is this. this guy doing? What what do we got? So it's it's a leg lift with the weights in his hand, but his head seems to be strapped up. I mean, I can only assume this is some type of an alien abduction where it's like you're getting dragged onto the spaceship. Your buddy below you is in danger of falling out the trap door. So you're pulling him up with you. I don't know what you would say because, you know, you do like, you know, I'm doing back. Or I'm, today I'm doing chest and buys, bro. <laughs> or it's leg day, bro. 
This guy's just like, hey, I'm doing a set of poor mental health, bro. <laughs> what are you training today? <laughs> mental health issues. I'm doing a superset of mental health issues. I don't know what to say to this. I, I saw a movie. Maybe it was Fifty Shades of Grey. Don't you kind of hang yourself and have your best orgasm or something? I, I, that's what I saw there. I don't know. <laughs> but it seems awfully Listen, public. Well, if that's the case. I do believe there is a typo in the book, 101 Ways to Do It. I don't believe this cracked the top 101. I'm just going to go out on a limb and call shenanigans at the publishers here. I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm a down with that. All right. I love, I don't like, I want to set this up. Like, we, we, like Best Buy has started hiring like football players. And when somebody steals something, they get in a stance, man, and they tackle you. I, I love it. I am all about vigil anti-justice. Give me your take <laughs> on what is transpiring here in America's store, that being, of course, Walmart. Mm. Let me see. <laughs> Where'd she go? What are we doing? Hey, I'm uh, excited. We're show I love you more. All right. <laughs> I love the anticipation of this. I want to see it. You're yeah. working me up. Yeah. I know it. We, you know, it's called the tease. You know, in the industry, we call it we call it the tease, or we call it a little bit of a technical malfunction. I'm not sure which one, or maybe both. It happens. Me. <laughs> it happens. That's funny. The audience needs I, to know this video. This video you're about to see, folks, was actually shot with the cameras in one of those butt pills that we referenced earlier. This is a marvel. That's why it's taking. That's why it's taking a minute to upload. They have to properly uh, orientate the. The set of cheeks that shot the video. Here we go. That, that, well, it just, it, it you got to extract and then you've got to download. And really, who wants that job? <laughs> Every artist has a process. Yeah, that camera was actually sold at best. Why? Like, why are we doing this? That's funny. <laughs> How are we doing, Dylan? We got crazy swinging a knife. We got it. All right, we're we're wow. damn near uh, down the download. All right, let's go I ahead and uh, let's go ahead and play. Let's play it. Let's see what we got here. It's uh, uh let, let, let me go back to one thing because I okay. Uh, all right, this is the one I like. We're gonna go back to it. Sixty-five okay. to seven. Sixty-five to seven <laughs> was the Georgia TCU game. Let me show you a little video in the game, during the game, with the clock running of Georgia players. They're eating wings. <laughs> I, love that I love that video so much. You know, the one thing I, I've been trying to give TCU credit for is it's January. People are trying to turn their lives around. You're going to the gym. Some people are doing a dry January. The other thing they're telling you to do is get more sleep. Well, TCU did its part to make sure everybody got more sleep that night, including their defense, apparently, uh, that had gone to bed midway through the first quarter. I mean, I mean, offense, too. I mean, you knew things were getting bad when Georgia ran back the coin toss for a touchdown. Like, it was bad, 65-7. to seven. But I love the wings. And the only thing I'll add to this, since we're talking about crazy tweets and everything else, is my neighbor is a, is a horned frog where I live in New York on Long Island. Uh, he big TCU fan. My wife is, of course, an Ohio State fan who didn't make the national title game. So there's been a lot of smack talk in our neighborhood this week. 
And uh, Dan, as you would imagine, going into that game, he was pretty enthusiastic. Coming out of that game, he was so depressed he wanted to get the third vaccine to end his life. Not good. <laughs> ah, that's it. Some guys may used to hang themselves, slit their wrist. Now they go to the store or they go to the doctor and get a third vaccine. I can't take it anymore. Give me another jab, Doc. <laughs> Man, what a time to be alive. <laughs> oh, honest to God. Doc, Ooh. I can't take it. I can't, Doc. It's unbelievable. Hey, uh, one thing you did say, <laughs> Elon Musk buys Twitter and people are complaining that he drives a Tesla. What a freaking world. <laughs> Yeah, that's my favorite one, because, you know, yeah, he was the, the patron saint of the left, is the electric car maker. Then he bought Twitter, and all of a sudden he became responsible for every bad thing that had ever happened in the world. Like, everything, you know, uh, food insecurity in third world nations. He was the guy who wrote the bad ending to The Sopranos. Like, anything they could yes. come up with. Elon Musk, man, I'm telling you. Joni and Chachi would still be together if it wasn't for Elon Musk. Anything they could think of. So dumb. Oh, my God. You're so right. All right, let's go to the video of the man doing things that people like to do in Walmart stores. <laughs> okay. He's going to square off here in a minute. They're going to square <laughs> off. Here we go. Uh-oh, what's that? What happened there? Oh. There we go. All right. Now he's here talking. Oh boy! Yep. Oh, hey, oh. <laughs> it's clocked. Oh my goodness! So now this. Where guy do you stand up. on vigilante justice? Well, listen. I want to be clear. Um, I was getting beat up in stores before it became a viral video sensation. <laughs> I used to go shopping on this day called Black Friday. You know, Black Friday shopping yeah. is the ultimate, like, adrenaline tourism. Spain has the running of the bulls. We have the running of the flat screens. So I've seen the violence uh, <laughs> firsthand. But in the instance of this violence, I actually am pro-vigilante justice. Let me explain why. Okay? If somebody comes out there and clocks a guy, he's probably going to get arrested. Like, the cops are going to come for that when the violence has been diffused. And now there's just a clocked guy on the ground and some lunatic who's sweating off a left hook he just threw or a lamp he just hit somebody with. The point is it makes the cops' jobs easier. I like the vigilantes because they're like the offensive line for the police. The police are your skill position players. I don't want the cops shouldn't have to get in the middle of beating up some guy who stole an iPad. We got a guy for that. The cops come in and do the paperwork. They shouldn't have to get their hands dirty on this one. You know what I'm saying? Sign me oh, up. I, look, I am... I am so into what you're saying. I'm like, then we had a video of some guy, some lady was stealing everything in a store and he's just holding it. Like, yeah, you ain't leaving. <laughs> the best, the, yeah. the best buy people, Jimmy, I swear to God, they get in a defensive stance, man. They're guarding <laughs> the door. And then you see like, like the, I don't know, that Terry Crews video or commercial back yeah. in the day, office uh -huh. cop comes and slams. I'm all in on vigilante <laughs> justice, Jimmy. Thank you. Yeah, best best buy is running a four six defense. It's the old it's the old Mike Ditka, Buddy Ryan, and Chicago Bears defense they run. And if you ever really want to learn proper tackling technique, I mean it. Walk out of a Best Buy with like a Harry Styles CD. 
You're going down. You're going down properly, though. They're going to wrap you up at the legs. They're going to roll after they wrap you up. The technique, you know, it, it's worth praise. It's, it's worthy of praise. Don't you just let a guy take a Harry Styles CD? Oh, yeah. He's got bigger problems than shoplifting <laughs> at that point. Yes. Well, no. One hundred percent. I don't. You're right. I don't know that they do tackle him for that offense. <laughs> I think he gets a citation for noise pollution when he turns it on. Hey, John Fetterman's back in our Senate, big boy. That's that's material. Oh. I don't give a damn. That's material. Can I just say this? Okay, people. He. You know, they give. We give him a hard time. I don't think we should give him a hard time, or at least I don't think we should give the voters a hard time till we figure out what type of senator his wife is going to be. You know, there's a good chance his wife is a good senator. And she writes bills and she's in spirited debate on the floor. But as for him, I mean, he's in so many of these dumb headlines. My favorite one is like a month old when he made the New York Times best dress list. Because that was actually empowering, Dan. Because if Fetterman is on the best dress list, then so is the homeless guy I gave a dollar to on the subway today. He's a style icon. And yes, I'm sure you saw that Fetterman is in this Christian Bale movie. You know, he got a, a, a role in a Christian Bale movie that's coming out. And what you got to realize there is this speaks to the pressure on Hollywood actors to stay in shape. Even when it comes to casting, Christian Bale has to choose the vegetable. It's not easy, man. Not easy. Hey, last thing before I let you go. When you tweeted this out, I I, I, so I laugh out loud a lot. But oh, when you tweeted, Nassau County GOP is officially calling on George Santos to resign. I'm sorry, but this is no way to treat a guy who stormed the beach at Normandy to protect our freedoms. What a <laughs> show. What a show. Oh, it's special. But yes, as I've said, he's vowing to fight till the end like he did at the Alamo. Uh, Santos not going down easy. It is so it is so fascinating that he could be that big of a sociopath, but he got he raised money. You know what I'm saying? Someone gave him money. So when I watch these stories, like a lot of people get mad or they get like politically motivated. My motivation in a moment like this, Dan, is like there's a lot of dumb, wealthy people that guys like you and me could be getting over on and making money off. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can talk to you for days about the political implications of this, but more importantly, where are these idiots who met George Santos? And we're like, no, no, this is a guy you give $700,000 to. He's got his life together. It's like Sam Bankman-Fried, that crypto scam. If you show up to an yeah. investment meeting, if you show up to an investment meeting with your wife and you're about to hand over your life savings, and the guy you're meeting has a stained T-shirt and he's wearing shorts, if you decide to go through with that transaction, yeah, he's a fraud and he's guilty, but let's not act like you're intellectually innocent here. So when I hear these stories, as mad as I should get on behalf of the victims, I'm also mindful of the fact that we should be out there creating more of these victims. Anyone that dumb doesn't deserve to have their money. So yes, should Santos go? You could have that debate. But the debate I want to have is how do we find more people that rich and that dumb so me and you can go, you know, go to Best Buy without having to steal stuff and get tackled on the way out. Hey, I, I, I played and I coached at Indiana University basketball for 17 years. And mm -hmm. Indiana stinks. All right. They're, they're, they were supposed to be good. They're one and four. Yep. They stink. I'm losing my mind. It's in my blood. 
But to your point, the star player is making a million a year because some idiot boosters with this. And and I'm thinking, how stupid are these boosters? And if my wife and I can't get over on these idiots, what are we doing in life? It's exactly your point in college basketball. Oh, it is so true, man. And that's, that's, I think, the bigger point here is everyone gets sucked into the debate of the moment, but there are bigger things in play. So I think what we're supposed to do now is go on a fundraising tour together after this. We just need to come up with a cause. Like right now, what I'm trying to do, Dan, is I'm starting a GoFundMe online to buy a, a set of balls for Prince Harry because uh, I know he lost yes. the original pair somewhere in the last two years. And I feel like there's enough gullible royal fans who have money that would be like, yeah, it'd be nice if he got his ball. And I think we get that money. And then to be honest with you, I don't think we give it to Harry. And I don't think anyone gets mad at us for ripping him off. Like, I'm openly confessing to the crime. I don't think there's a jury in America that would convict you and me if we ripped off Prince Harry. Let's go. No, I don't either. And I don't think, and I think we would win every civil suit if we made Meghan Markle go away. We need to get her on some (laughs) flight. Let's get these guys, just make her go, just go away, people. Oh, it's so true. I always say Meghan Markle is the last home front of bipartisanship. You know, because it's the one area we all agree. If you're a Republican or a Democrat, we all want Meghan Markle to shut the F up. You know, we're all in the same boat on this one. I don't know if I'm asking you this seriously or for you to give me a line or both. But Uh why? Why all of a sudden are we inundated with these two? It's like out of the blue. Why? (laughs) You know, I always laugh about that because they're not even like real royals. You know what I'm saying, Dan? They are, for right. all intents and purposes, they're Kansas City Royals. That's what they are. They're Kansas City Royals. They're not even real royals. They're like George Brett stunt doubles. They can't become king and queen, but there are enough dopey people out there that like the royals that they're basically trading off the fact that we have had some interesting royals, some iconic royals. You know what I'm saying? But Harry and Meghan basically have become like that that bouncer that you're willing to do a horrific act with so you can get backstage and meet the band. And they know that. That's who they are. They run around complaining about how horrible the media is by calling up the media and getting on the media's TV shows. Hey, can you sell my book? Can you watch my podcast? Can you watch my Netflix series? But essentially, we put up with them because they're giving us access to the real band. So that's who they are. They know it. They're the creepy bouncers, okay? You're dying to meet Steven Tyler. Well, there's no chance. Okay, unless you make out with Johnny X behind the stage and Meghan Markle is Johnny X. And, you know, listen, it's again, back to my analogy. If it's a long season, nobody goes undefeated. You know, there was a time when meeting Steven Tyler was a big deal, Dan. I'm not ashamed. You know who I met the other day and did his podcast? You'll like this. Kato Kalen. I just did his podcast. Get out of town. And uh, is he crashing at your place now? That's so funny. I asked him, I go, how do, you know, how bad was it? He goes, oh, man, turn on Saturday Night Live. He goes, you know, he said, I was portrayed as this surfer, druggy, hanger-outer. He goes, I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> Guy just wants to go to Culver's and have a double-double That's and a milkshake. Guy just wants to eat some cheese curds. And now he's Keanu Reeves 
It's unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, listen, I I'm glad you brought attention to one of the great injustices of our time, how the legal system tried to frame O.J. Simpson the way they did, as you know, Dan. <laughs> Do you want to laugh? I'm not even kidding. I own a white Bronco. I have a new Ford Bronco. I have a white Bronco. And uh, I just genuinely liked it and liked the look. But on a side note, my wife has never behaved better. I mean, man, is she polite these days. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> so silly. I'm going to end on that one. Leave, leave them there laughing, baby. Leave them laughing. <laughs> leave leave Best, them laughing. Man. Jimmy, I gotta have you back, man. I appreciate you. I love the fo I love following you on Twitter, man. It makes me it makes me laugh every time. Thank you. Oh, buddy, come on, man. This is a. I told myself I wasn't gonna cry. Seriously, thanks, Dan. This is a high honor. And deal me in anytime you want. You wanna? Let's go rob some rich people. Okay, that's the deal. We're gonna go. We're gonna launch a congressional yes. campaign. Let's get that money, girl. I'll see you soon, man. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. That's Jimmy Fallon. Later, brother. You hear him, you see him, you know him. Thank you. Oh, man. Look, the OJ jokes will never be old to me. Uh, the OJ jokes will never, ever, ever get old to me. Never. I, I know they're supposed to, but they will never get old. I've got breaking news on the Big Ten, and we'll get to that in about 15 minutes. It's pretty good. It's pretty interesting. Therapy, please says there is nobody in Bloomington that likes me. Okay. Uh, all right. Will Pikarski says, I am an embarrassing human that has such a kind family around me. Okay. Uh, I am in. There is a very nice. Diandrist Collin is the Popeye's main kid. He is a freshman offensive lineman. At Lake Erie College, you're going to love this next story. You're going to absolutely love it. Tomorrow, we're going to break down all the NFL games for you. Stick around. We're also going to give you breaking news on the Big Ten when we come back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Hey, Dennis Collins, uh, Collins, excuse me, is the new Popeye Mame kid, and he told me, and this is what I like about you already, I coached for 27 years. You said, hey, man, how long is this going to last? I got class in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the class? Uh, it is a uh, theory and analysis class. All right. So I'm a little nice. active. All I'm right. a little active. I'm a little active. I like it. What's wrong with that? Hey. How did this all come about? Let's show the video. Walk us through. You're the Popeye mean kid. You signed an NIL deal. Uh, I think it's great. Walk me through. How did this all happen? Uh, so I really just went to go get food for the family. And uh, we go in there, we grab food, and we get our we get a bag, get the cup, and my dad and little brother have to use the bathroom. Uh, my dad tells me, Hey, stand in the line, go get some sweet tea. Uh, I stand in the line, you know, and then Snoopy walks in, the person who recorded me walks in, you know, with a group of his friends making a, you know, real excited and all that stuff. And then pulls out his phone and I see a phone directly facing me. If I would have thought, I would think like he's recording behind me, but I didn't know he was actually recording me. I would, as you can tell, I literally was looking at the camera like, why are you recording me? Uh, and then uh, as soon as 
literally was done recording. My, my dad and my little brother literally just come right out the bathroom. So. So they came out the bathroom, the guy's recording you, and then it blows up. Yep. Literally a couple of days later. So Popeyes gets a hold of you. What happened here? So I actually was thinking this on the way back from school. Uh, I said, because SportsCenter reposted it again, and I actually thought, I was like, okay, let's see what the internet could do for me. I didn't believe the internet could actually, you know, do what it does now. And um, I decided to post it and say, everybody repost it, you know, tag Popeyes, and let's see what can happen from here. Uh, I do that, and, you know, a bunch of people supported me. I believe it was over 50,000. I believe, you know, they all supported me, commented Popeyes and all that stuff. And in a 24-hour span, Popeyes hit me up on Instagram and said they wanted to work together. So they hit you up. They say you want to work together. You're playing, uh, you're playing football. There you see right there. Let's get this breading. Um, now, you, you I, I don't know. Do, do people at Lake Erie have NIL deals? Are you the first guy? And how'd you go about getting this thing cleared up? Uh, so I, I don't think I'm actually the first actually, but I think I'm probably the first like person to have a food NIL deal. And, um, gotcha. This is just very shocking in, on campus. You know, I'm not used to, you know, being that one person to, you know, have everything and all that stuff. It's, it's weird, but it's a good experience. I can say. So everybody look, people look at you different now. Uh, no, because I'm actually a very, 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 very humble guy. I'm, I'm just a nice guy to be around. So they, people will call me a celebrity, and I'm like, no, I'm not a celebrity. I'm just, just as normal as you guys. So does uh, now that people know you got a little cash in your pocket from Popeyes, it's like, <laughs> hey, here's some highlights. Uh, people like, hey, you got to buy tonight, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> First thing my friends back home would say. I've been to East Orange. I've been there recruiting basketball players. I think Seton Hall Prep may be around there, something like that. Here's some mm -hmm. highlights. Um, how good's football? How's football going for you? Uh, so right now I was a red shirt, and um, I was a red shirt, and I just finished my red shirt, uh, red shirt uh, freshman season. Uh, I wasn't able to dress up sadly, but. Um, you know, I just showed my skills during practice and everything. And well, next year, aiming for a starting spot, so I get some, so I get on that field and experience the college game day experience. Damn right. All right. Uh, I want. I'm not going to ask you. People are asking me. Ask him how much he made. That's none of our business. Are we going to see you <laughs> in a number of Popeyes commercials nationally? Uh, to be honest, I can't give you a specific answer, but I hope so. Yeah, right? Because you seem like a guy, you seem to me like a guy that likes the camera. You ain't afraid of the camera. You ain't afraid of who you are, right? You, I would think you'd be great in these. In, in, yeah, right? I actually got used to the camera, so, you know, I'm able to just be myself. So. How's the girl situation? Has that changed it all for you, for better or worse? Hmm. That never happened. <laughs> I'm just asking, you know, I just, Hey, look, what a, so you're a little kid. 
You're getting yep. food with the family, and a guy yep. just videotapes you, puts it on the internet, and here we are. That's the story right there. Yep. It's crazy. Man. Crazy. My life literally changed. I, life literally changed in 24 hours. How did the how did life change for you? What was some specific things if you have some specific things? Uh one, number one, I actually was able to make a bunch of friends with this. Because I was never like a person that like, okay, I'll talk to you and talk to this, talk to I was always a guy that I like to keep just stay to myself. But you know, when that when when the whole meme dropped and everything, people would come up to me asking me questions and all that stuff. And they would just get to know me and know that, oh my God. He's actually a cool guy and all that stuff. So might as well be friends with him. So, yeah. And then another thing, um, it actually helped me gain the, like, football skills that I have now. How so? So being the type of person to, you know, obviously be as big as I am, you know, coaches would – First thing coaches would think of is, okay, we have a popular kid on our team. Let's, you know, let's put him everywhere. It doesn't matter whether he's good or not. Let's just put him anywhere, see what he can do. And um, you know, some back back then my teammates were like, you know, I technically I wouldn't say I was a target. And uh with that, it actually made me stronger and better as a football player. Like, even if I'm a target, um, it's gonna take you a lot to bring me down. So I can tell, man. You got a great, great personality. Are you doing an NFT of this? Uh, we're, I was working on that, yeah. Were you? All right. Yep. Hey, man, I really – hey, I know you got to go to class, so I don't want to keep you. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on. This is no great. Problem. It's great talking no to you. Problem. You're awesome. I hope I see you in every freaking thank commercial you. there is, and I hope, <laughs> hope you become a huge star, man. You got a great thank smile, you, you. great personality. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say one thing, though. Am I still in here? I just want to say one thing. Yeah. Uh, I just want to thank everyone who commented, uh, Popeyes, you know, who got me here. So this is a really big thanks to everyone on the internet that did that. You're the best. And thank you for having thank me. Thank you for your – be- oh, it's my pleasure. I'd like to have you again. I can't wait to see <laughs> you. I'm going to be like, I know that guy. I, t- I saw that guy. <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and we can't, we can't oh, wait right. to see. Get to class. Go to class. Get to class. I don't want yeah, you to have to run laps or sprints. Got to get. <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, we have breaking news, by the way. Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, who previously came to the Big Ten after a great stint um, with the Minnesota Vikings, is expected to be named the president of the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears making a good move. I think Kevin Warren is a terrific guy. I'm a big Kevin Warren fan. I am. I think Kevin Warren is terrific. So the Chicago Bears, look, I don't know if they're on the upswing, the downswing. I know they don't win any games, and I know Iberflus is eventually going to have to, but you do have Justin Fields, who, in my opinion, looks like he knows his way around it. The polls, Ryan Poles, the general manager, seems like he's a real guy. I had a chance to sit with the um, the chief of staff of the Chicago Bears, absolutely great guy at the Army-Navy game, and now you had another great guy in Kevin Warren. 
of course, we all know what is going to happen now. What's going to happen now is very, very simple. What's going to happen now is, okay, who's the next commissioner of the Big Ten? Now, I got to tell you, if I wanted to go Greg Doyle or Dana Hunsaker or Jay Will, I would say, well, you know, so many people are asking me, uh, the commissioner of the Big Ten is a dream job. I think it seems like a horrible job. I think it seems like a crap job. I will say this, though, and I know Ohio State fans lost their ever-loving minds on Kevin Warren. Uh, But I will say this, and I will say this in all sincerity. Uh, Kevin Warren, in my opinion, well, not in my opinion, he got my absolute respect because he made a decision. It wasn't a popular decision to cancel football. In fact, we're doing an outkick thing on it. He listened, he paid attention, and he adjusted his decision based on new information. Like, we all put something out there. Like, I put out that Indiana basketball is has two of everything. This is when they were healthy. And is the best team based on experience that I had seen, and it was early in the year. So now Indiana basketball stinks, and I'm like, wait a second here. They stink. You can only go by the information that you have. And I thought Kevin Warren did a great job of getting football back after initially saying no. Now the cynic will say, well, he bowed to pressure. Maybe he did. Maybe he bowed to pressure. But I don't think it's true in that case. I think he started to understand and listen to varying sides, not the politically correct side, but varying sides of the argument to play football relative to, well, frankly, relevant relevant to the reasons not to play football. People didn't know the vaccine. Are you spreading COVID by playing football? Could there be deaths? You didn't know. Warren adjusted. And anytime somebody does that, I personally salute them for doing that. The easiest thing that you can do is make a decision, sit there, and stand by that decision. I mean, if it's the wrong decision, why would you stand by it? Smart people pay attention and they adjust. Let me go back to Indiana basketball. Indiana basketball, Kentucky basketball, is a complete, are a complete train wreck. Now, let me address Kentucky first. You people at Big Blue Nation are idiots. You're absolute idiots if you want to get rid of John Calipari. Uh, John Calipari, to me, would be the same as getting rid of that guy at Nebraska who won and went 9-3. and three. And then all of a sudden, you're like, damn, we can't get rid, or we can't, what are we doing? We can't get back to nine and three. Shut up about Cal. Shut up about it. Now, Indiana fans, keep yapping. Indiana fans, keep yapping. Keep the pressure up. Keep going. Indiana basketball is a mess. It is. It is an absolute mess. They are getting their brains beat up. They are getting crushed every single day. I have thoughts on Sean McVay. I don't know if you've paid attention to this, but Sean McVay, my backside. 
Sean McVay is holding hostage the ownership group of the Los Angeles Rams. Sean McVay is wavering on whether he's going to come back. Hey, Sean McVay, here's what I would do if I were the Cronkies. I would say, get in here, Sean. Let's go. I would say, are you in or are you out? And I need to know now. That's it. Uh, that's it. Period. Are you in or are you out? You signed the contract. You said this is what you were going to do. You were going to be the coach of the Rams. We paid you a ton of money. We gave you everything you want. You did cut. And, and you'll read this later on. This, you, just remember you heard it here first. He did cut the Rams. He took all the promotion, all the endorsements, all the national stuff for himself. And the Rams players are like, screw you. It's the same exact thing that happened in Chicago after the Bears went on a run. So now this guy, who was born on third base and thinks he hit a triple, that is not, absolutely not Jim Harbaugh's line. That is a line I've been hearing forever. Thinks that he can hold a billionaire hostage. Let me tell you something. I wouldn't let any of these guys hold me even a little hostage. McVay, what are you going to do? Here's a contract. You signed it. You signed it, McVeigh. Now, you're wavering. You're talking about going to TV. What? You got burnout. What? You've got what? Shut the hell up. Walk like a damn man and either do your job or get the hell out. What's it going to be? Now, the opening headline, until the Rams get an answer one way or the other on what head coach Sean McVay decides to do, there will be a lot of spec. No. No. This is some little D-bag fan site. Of course, the LA Times, because it's woke, you won too soon, too fast. Yeah? What will Sean McVay do? Will he continue to coach the team? Will he take a TV job? Will he take a leave of absence on a beach somewhere? Let me explain something to you. It shouldn't be up to him. It ain't up to Sean McVay. Sean, what are you doing? You're coaching? If you're coaching, get these assistants back in order and let's go. If you're not, get out, clear out the office. What are you doing? I'm not being held hostage by some guy whose mommy and daddy and grandfather and everybody else paved the way for him to have one of the best jobs in the country, won a Super Bowl, and choked the next year because, well, people got injured. And next thing you know, he's holding a franchise and a city high. Ain't happening under my watch. Ain't happening. I'll tell you that right now. It ain't happening. No. Apparently, uh, uh, this does not surprise me. Derek Carr put out on Twitter a goodbye note. It breaks my heart I didn't get the opportunity to say goodbye. We've been through a roller coaster for nine years. Bottom of my heart, I'm grateful and pretty yeah, great. Don't care. There it is right there. Especially hard to say. I can honestly say I gave you everything I had every single day, in season, off season. Wasn't perfect, but I hope I was able to leave you with more than a few great memories. Yeah, right. Go fight win. Yeah, Rod, go. Yeah, Rod, get the hell out of here. Seriously, 
When I look at idiots like Odell Beckham and other idiots, I, I've had enough of people. I like guys like uh, Dennis Collin, who I just talked to. It's the same thing. But let's go to Big Blue Nation. Big Blue Nation. Kentucky basketball. Shut up about Calipari. Shut up. What, what, what are you doing? You think anybody's going to come in there and do better? If you don't want them, okay. But shut up. Indiana basketball. Shut up about the players. Yes, I know they act like idiots. Yes, I know. But shut up about the players and criticize the coach. It's that simple. You can criticize all of them for what I care. But the truth of the matter is, this is a coach and a coaching staff that has absolutely no interest, or actually not no interest, no how-to develop players. None. You haven't seen a guy get better. Trace Jackson Davis, I suppose, but nobody, and I mean nobody. And don't tell me about this Shafino Hood or Hood Shafino. He's fine. He's a freshman. He's all right. He'll go to the NBA, and you won't hear from him. But the coaching staff is absolute trash. The assistant coaches are either con men or cheerleaders. There isn't a guy on that staff that understands. It's unlike Kentucky. Kentucky's just got him a bad thing going. Kentucky's just got them not good enough players, and your leader, Oscar Shebway, is a uh, stat sheet stuffer, but really can't play. It's just that simple. I mean, he gets a lot of points, gets a lot of rebounds, but he really can't play. And when I say play, I don't expect any of y'all to understand it, but when I mean play, I mean dance. It gets your numbers. It's cute. It's nice, but he can't really play. So there you go. There's my three. That's right. Chris says, I love it when you retweet yourself. Oh, you're damn right. Of course. Absolutely. If I won't retweet me, who will retweet me? All right, who's our woke dope clown today? Oh, yeah. Oh, I fear our democracy will continue down a path towards extinction. Unless the Department of Justice indicts Donald Trump and his insurrectionist accomplishment accomplices, I fear our democracy will continue down a path towards distinction. Okay, Rob Reiner. Yeah, okay. All right, that's at 4.30 in the morning. So Rob Reiner uh, has Donald Trump on the brain at 4.30 in the morning. Man. All right. Okay, there you go. 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I'll give you woke people. I'll give you my level of wokeness. Anybody and everybody that criticized you, me, or anybody because we criticized Mayor Pete. If you were called homophobic by somebody because you criticized Mayor Pete, that, ladies and gentlemen, is a you problem. If you were so stupid as to say, well, you know, you just don't like someone that's different than you, that's a you problem. It certainly isn't a me problem. It certainly isn't, hey, look, here's the deal. Uh, You're right. Mayor Pete does suck. The railroad, awful. Travel, awful. He's been horrible. But it has nothing to do 
with him being gay or not gay. I could care less. What I care about is why does he have the job in the first place? Why is he the guy? Why is he the guy that people said, hey, he has to have this job? Was it because he dropped out of the primaries and shifted his support to the clown we currently have? Was that it? Was it because he was gay, is gay, and checked certain boxes? I don't know the answer to that. But I do know this. He is a effing catastrophe. Listen to this. Here's our media in Indianapolis. You ready for this? There's a writer named Zach Kiefer. I I taught him in school at Indiana. He was a little kiss-ass then, and he's still now. Here's what Kiefer, people pay to read this idiot in The Athletic, which is a thing. He said this today on a show. I think Jeff Saturday's star has dimmed in the last couple of weeks. You want to know why I make fun of the Indianapolis print media? You want to? You want to know? Do you want to? That's why. And your media is doing the same thing. It is. It's doing the same thing. Uh, I'm sorry. So last night, I had some lady. Some lady is a Purdue lady. And she said, well, I vowed never to get involved in your nonsense, Dockage. Okay. And then what happened? She started telling me that I, because of my criticism of Mayor Pete, don't like people that aren't like me. Okay. Our Attorney General in Indiana, Todd Rakita, tweeted this out. Our reading scores are low, Governor Holcomb. Um, A lot better way to improve reading and education is not pushing more money at the problem. We should use the precious time in school to actually teach our kids and not indoctrinate them into hating America and convincing them to change their sex. So, of course, Corey Stewart says this, xenophobia and homophobia run rampant in one lying fascist tweet. Your mother must be proud. Her son wants to be a Nazi. Everybody, he gets it all in there. He got them all in there. Xenophobia, homophobia, Nazi to me, fascist twice, Good for this guy. Anybody that does that, anybody, is an idiot. And our woke dope. Let me go another direction with you. So two of the best women that I know are Allison Williams and Sage Steele. There is a little weasel. His name is Ben Koo. Benny, I call him Little Benny Koo. Little Benny Koo runs awful announcing. Little Benny Koo, in reacting to Allison Williams, says this, like Sage Steele, very slim chance of going anywhere. It's a Hail Mary. The purpose of which is not to win, but to boost clout, stature, and credentials among conservatives and conservative media outlets. That's not true. This idiot, literally, who runs an incredibly liberal outfit, thus they don't like me, but little Benny Koo, little Benny Koo doesn't know the integrity of these two women. These two women are fighters, Sage Steele and Allison Williams. These two women are tough. These two women will stand up in the face 
of jackasses like little Benny Koo. So you got to understand what's really going on here. Guys like Little Benny Koo, who run liberal little websites that were popular at once, now they're so liberal they can't even, you know, they puke on themselves every time. They can't stand that strong, tough women would stand up for themselves. They cannot stand it. They just hate it. So they make it into something else. They make it into, well, it's got to be something else. It's got to be clout. It's got to be this. No. No. Mm Mm-mm. No. So there you go. And he put out a tweet. Look, it's working. Okay. See, Benny Koo and guys on the liberals, liberals will never, liberals hate strong women. Honest to God. They hate them. They hate people standing up for themselves. They do. They absolutely hate strong women and people standing up for themselves. They're cute. They say cute things. They say, oh, all the cute little stuff. But truth of the matter is, they hate people standing up for themselves, and they hate when you just don't go along with their little pos liberal mantras. Thanks to everybody. For listening today, tomorrow I got you covered on all of the NFL and college basketball as we move into the weekend. You guys have been awesome, absolutely awesome this week. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, we're in the process of making this the best morning show in the country. We've already outdrawn shows that are on MSNBC and others. Uh, Dylan and Ryan, thank you for your diligence in downloading and getting things done. Corey and Chuck, thank you for your tech work. Aaron, thanks for overseeing. Davey, thanks for all you do. We will talk to you tomorrow.